And welcome to episode 10 of Retro Resolutions. I'm Dylan. This is Matt. And uh, today we're going to talk about all-in-one launchers. Before we get to that, I want to talk about what we've been playing. Yes. Uh, Retro, specifically, because we were just, before we started recording, talking a bunch about Elden Ring. Of course. Which is a great game. Let's, what have you what have you been playing retro lately, Matt? So I've been playing Metal Gear uh, using cheats uh, on on my Mister, and yeah. uh, you know it's it's it continues to be fun for me because uh, you know I've been able to do some more exploring and seeing a lot of the game that I would not have had the patience for if I wasn't using cheats. Uh, you know yeah. I was never good at the game, so it, it's just. But it's really, you know, that's what I think is great about cheats. For the longest time, I really avoided using cheats. But nowadays, I, you know, if it allows me to see things that I wasn't going to see because I wasn't going to keep playing, uh, that's fun. That's fun. I've, so I've, I've really been enjoying continuing to play that. How about you? Uh, so there are two things that I've been enjoying lately. First is, do you know what this is? No, what is that? It looks like a it looks like a little video game, like keychain video game system. Yeah, oh. it is. So it's like a Tamagotchi. Yeah. But it is a Digimon. Oh, that's yeah. You had mentioned that Digimon. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I actually have two here. So back wow. when I was a kid, they, you know, the Tamagotchi craze had started. Yeah. Right. But Bandai had wanted to uh, make one targeted at boys, and so they in, they invented Digimon, which you know initially was like a uh, you know I think people like look back on it as like a competitor or a rip off of Pokemon, but really it, it evolved from the origins of a Tamagotchi more than Pokemon than pokemon yeah i mean maybe it saw pokemon gaining success and pivoted a little bit to try and garner more of it but yeah it was kind of a different thing you know it's a virtual Hmm. pet like a tamagotchi uh but it's got like little evolution paths that based on how you raise them they can go different ways and yeah it's got this it's got this really nifty little like uh these two pins on the top uh oh yeah they can like connect and you can do battles with your friends. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, and it had a fun name in North America, Dock and Rock or something like that. And uh, <laughs> and anyway, these are re-releases. Of when did those come out? 2019. Oh. Um, so if I looked, I out... might be able to find them on eBay or something. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I actually were... attempted they were on clearance um, for like $12 at Best Buy. So I bought a bunch, one for me and one for uh, each of my kids. And then uh, we gave them Lucky. to our kids. And then we started looking, <laughs> my wife and I started looking at the uh, the like evolution paths. And there's like, uh, if, you, if you connect enough of them and if you do certain connections from certain colors, then there's more things that you can do. Oh, man. So she got one. And then, oh. oh my gosh, it's it's beeping at me now. You can probably hear. I it. can hear the beeping. This is yeah. probably what got you in trouble at school. Yeah. 
one of the th I mean, actually, no, I think I broke it before school started <laughs> when I was a kid. But uh, the uh, I want it to be upset with me is the thing. Um, so, uh, yeah, we, we got a, we got a bunch. We got six because they, wow. if you connect if you connect yours with five others, then there's more eggs that you can get. Oh, more, man. more Digimon, and then also each each version, which is like a set of three colors in in North America. Uh, each version has a different exclusive that you can get by doing can, five. So we, we I can we, see we, myself getting so addicted to. I this. know we we got all the colors. We got all the color versions, not every color, but if, you know all there's version A, B, C, D, and E. And so wow. we have each of those and then one extra to be the mm. fifth one to to sink and then just unlock sink. all the stuff. Yeah. So oh, wow. um, so I've been doing that. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, ah, I'm jealous. That sounds really yeah, fun. Yeah. The kids were very into it. Uh, were they? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, they've since gotten in some trouble, so they haven't been able to take care of their Digimon. But, you know, that's that's a different story <laughs> uh but they they absolutely loved them uh and so yeah cool. we're just having a good time with them um but real video games i've been i got i don't know why i have gotten extremely into street fighter alpha 3 uh, oh that's such a classic oh it's man. it's like I the best street fighter it and really is oh there is a i have a copy on the dreamcast and then there's the playstation version which is really good and then there's the original arcade version that i can access on my mister and there was a game boy advance version and they're all good the game boy advance version is nuts like it's pretty good and they fit it on the game boy advance somehow it wow it's uh it's kind of like an impossible port, uh, to use the language of modern vintage gamer. And <laughs> I just been having a good time. I just was like, you know what? I'm going to play this game and, uh, pick a character. I picked Chun-Li and yeah, was a, great, she's a classic great. character. She you know? is. I, I adore her. And, and, I, and I'm not even into, like I've mentioned before, I'm not into fighting games, but yeah. uh, there's just a, I don't know why, but that's, one of those games that was such a classic and yeah just, alpha uh, 3 is so cool so i've been i've been playing a bunch of alpha 3 and i've been playing all the versions i've been wow. really having a good time just going through the arcade mode just over and over again sweet and, and it makes me wish that i had somebody good at video games to play with yeah because <laughs> totally. you know i love my kids it, and my wife but they're not good enough at video games to like play competitively i i i i I wish you had a friend that could do that because i know that i would not even come close but uh and and it's still like a local only i don't know if there'd be a way to reliably play it over the internet anyway you know i think there have been some emulators that have done some you know decent but you know yeah the timings of those games is so critical that i i don't I, I honestly don't know. I've never played. I know you can. I've just I've never I've just never thought it would be like you said reliable enough to do it. But uh, 
Speaking of Street Fighter, one one the other game that uh, of the series that is uh, that is special to me, and and not for probably the the reasons that you would normally think, is uh, Street Fighter Four. One, it took a while for it to come out. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it had a, a major graphics upgrade, all of that good stuff. But uh, I uh, was in Japan uh, and it came out about, I think it was like eight months before it came to the U.S. And so I got to play it in the arcade, in a Sega arcade oh. in Akihabara, Tokyo. And uh, man, I felt like the coolest kid on the planet when i was when i was there playing that game and uh uh yeah it was just so cool it was so much fun uh you're not allowed to take pictures in the arcade game but i still took one and got in trouble but it was worth it uh but uh yeah getting to play that game uh in advance uh was so much fun it was it was a neat experience and of course i was in japan my my Home away from home. Okay, so they did make a Street Fighter 30th anniversary collection for the Switch, PS4, Xbox One in 2018. So it's kind of old now, actually. Like, maybe I should just wait a year for them to do a 35th anniversary collection. What what does it include? It includes Street Fighter 1, six versions of Street Fighter 2. Wow. Street Fighter Alpha... All of them, one, two, and three, nice. and Street Fighter three, all three versions of that. Wow. Uh, okay, but that no looks four like or five. no four because four was Xbox 360, PS3, so that was like modern enough to not be like a classic collection, classic. you know? Yeah. Right. Although yeah. Street Fighter four, of course, has that that art style that was so striking at the time. It was. Um, it- it, I mean, I remember, like I said, seeing it in the arcade, I was like, wow, this is a game changer for yeah. just graphics wise. You know, I really appreciated the 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 cell shading art that they were using for yeah. for that game. You know, it was just amazing. Uh, but yeah, I, cool. I've never been like, well, except for Smash, I've never been like into the fighting game community. Uh, and from what it sounds like, maybe I don't really ever want to be <laughs> into the fighting game community, but like the, there's sometimes like street fighter is just like one of those absolutely iconic video yes. game franchises. And, and even though really I was never is. like way into it, like, like Ryu and Chun-Li, like I, like I know them as much as I know Mario and Sonic. It's you know? true. It is, yeah. I mean, they are... And what's uh, crazy is that Street Fighter has, like, a dozen of those, right? Like, like M. Bison seriously. and Kami and Guile, like, like Dalsim, yep. or however you say his name. Like, all of right. those characters. E. Honda, yep. Blanca, like, all of those characters, like, are really i got some more than others obviously ken as like this iconic like mirror yes. of ryu like right it is vega those characters are just like in my head even though i have not spent a serious amount of time with yeah. the franchise uh and it's it's i don't know i just find i find that endlessly interesting 
Um, I do too. I think it's amazing that they've been able to create these, you know, like when you look at Mario, you can say, oh yeah, there's Mario, there's Pete, Princess Peach, and you know, a few of the other characters. But really all you think about is Mario. When you look yeah, at Street yeah, Fighter, yeah. you've got just a class. It's like a pantheon. A pantheon yeah. of characters that you know and love and you know their histories and any one of them they could put on the cover and you would know it's a street fighter game you know just if they just put one character of any of those characters put it on the cover it's going to sell and it's going to be because it's a street fighter game and you know it's a street fighter game that's amazing uh, yeah to be able yeah. to do that uh I just did look at the, the, the definition of pantheon. And of course, first it says the gods of a people or a temple dedicated to those gods. But the secondary definition of pantheon is a group of illustrious or notable persons or things, which there I would you say. Go. That totally qualifies. Yeah. I uh, thought it was a, uh, a, uh, yeah, a group of people that you aspire to be or admire. So that's sure, how yeah. I thought of pantheon. So that, works too I, street fighter yeah i don't know i've i've really enjoyed just getting into this that sounds really fun yeah. i i i i i out of all the games that i have played probably the most it's it's four and then the alpha series so yeah alpha is totally just agree. so cool uh it is there i want to mention i of course have played it with the dreamcast controller the playstation controller um oh is it it's right here uh the other thing I did is um i modded with a bluetooth diy kit i took apart an original playstation controller that is the playstation controller without the analog sticks or rumble yeah back from when you know the playstation was a, a super nintendo add-on that they had to pivot to be its own system right uh, so very basic controller it's basically a snes controller but with an with two extra shoulder buttons yep uh and I, I modded it, put a new PCB in it. It's Bluetooth compatible. So I've been playing wow. the Mr. version, the Mr. PlayStation Core with this with... controller. Ooh, which nice. Is, which is quite fun. I think the PlayStation version is very good. I think the Dreamcast version is really good. Um, but the arcade version, of course, is the arcade version. So it's got a little yes. extra heft to it. It's what it was originally developed for, and the others are ports. And there are two yeah. controllers I've been using to play that. The first is my little arcade stick USB thing that I've talked about on previous episodes. Right. And that's a great way to play it. But the other way that I actually have been enjoying playing it more is I've got this Bluetooth and USB. I've been playing it over USB. Sega Saturn controller. And the Sega Saturn controller is great because it is a six-button controller. So it mirrors the low, medium, high punch, kick, face, button format that Street Fighter uses. And right. the D-pad is great because it's like a, it's like a circular D-pad, um, whereas the PlayStation button is a cross D-pad. Yes. And so it is, it's a little bit harder to do some of those half circle moves or those quarter circle moves on the PlayStation yes. controller. Yeah. And the Dreamcast controller, for that matter. Whereas the Sega Saturn controller is like really great for getting those circular motions in, uh, but still having the precision of like, you know, going one direction. So, I've been really enjoying using this for Street Fighter. So, hey, uh, now is that that's 
uh, Sega Saturn controller. That's not an original Sega Saturn controller, is it? No, but it is an officially licensed uh, remake of the controller. That's what I thought. Okay. By uh, Retrobit. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's yeah, it looks really like a cool. solid controller. I mean, it looks. I mean, it looks very. You know, like yes, this is a Sega Saturn controller. So that's cool. Yeah, I. I and, like it a lot and I, I got a little bluetooth adapter so i could use it in a with a sega genesis or my mega sg um oh, but i nice. honestly haven't used it very much because i use it over usb or or just with my mister and that's been great so you've been using a usb cable straight to yeah whatever system you're doing okay yeah, yeah. that's cool nice. yeah very versatile controller and it's really great for fighting games uh especially six button fighting games because the face buttons are perfect for it i love what you did with that uh that uh playstation uh, oh yeah controller because uh you know the the i have the the one thing i did like uh but they of course were wired was the the sony mini system that mm. everybody hated uh that's I, right you know, i forgot that had they had a usb it had it a was USB. this version with that it was sticks. that version and uh i actually bought a uh wireless one that was designed for that system and uh i i need to look at it and see if i can hack it uh or use it on other systems because uh it was actually a pretty good little i can't remember what company made it but it was it was pretty great it felt like that original you know it looks identical to that controller and it felt like a true old school ps1 controller and uh and of course it worked great on that on that system the mini system uh that they had made uh which th that reminds me uh our last episode was kind of our wish list uh yeah. and I, I i have to bring these up because i just it's so funny two of the reasons i wanted to do that episode i uh i didn't even bring up and so i'm hoping you guys will forgive me but i want to bring up two items that i wish we, we could have discussed and one of them is that was on my wish list is the game and watch series currently there's a uh mario uh game and watch uh super mario game and watch and then there was a zelda one nes uh, and it had zelda 2 and a few other goodies of course uh game and watch and my hope is that the next one for this christmas will be metroid that will just make me so so happy i thought you were gonna say something other than metroid and then i was gonna what? come in and be like i want metroid <laughs> <laughs> i'm a big big metroid fan uh yes i don't know what you could say other than metroid but i you know metroid is well, not the top of most people's lists so. yeah you know i think you know if konami did one i of course would love to see contra because that was a classic for me back in the day but metroid like you and I have discussed is just was such a game changer. And, you know, when I remember when the game came out and that it was by Nintendo, I was actually pretty skeptical about it because they were making these family fun, you know, Mario games. So I was really like, really a space adventure game by Metroid, you know, by Nintendo. I don't know. My friend bought it. And like the next day I had to own it, you know, it just, you knew, right. You know, from the yeah. opening credits, it was a game so, changer. So the, the Mario and the Zelda ones have included NES games and yes. a Game Boy game. That's right. 
So, so the Metroid one the, could be oh, could be really cool. I know. So the Metroid one, you could do Metroid and Metroid Two. Yes. Would they go so far as to try and do a Super Metroid? I on I one of these things because that's like that's like next level, you know. It is next level. I I you know that would be amazing if they did. I I know that that's one of your personal favorites and uh, oh yeah of all time of all time and so you know for me metroid one is always going to be i think my favorite just because like you you know that was my first true experience with metroid was Mm -hmm. the original game so i think that the idea of being able to take that with me wherever i go and have save games and and honestly i love the quality of these game watches you know i bought both of them and they're just really fun collector's items, but they're also, the screens are great. They're just very playable. The controls work really nice, even though they're small. I just, oh, you uh, know what? That kind of shoots the, that's that what shoots I was the thinking Super is, Nintendo in the foot. The Super it needs Nintendo, shoulder buttons. It needs shoulder buttons. I, you could do two more face buttons. That's not a problem. You could. But you could. The shoulder mm-hmm. buttons, though, that, that is, throws it all out of whack. And I think it. I think that's where we would be in trouble. Uh, yeah. That was my kind of first thought, actually. But I was like, well, you never know. Maybe they'll. Maybe the next game and watch will be a Super Nintendo setup. Uh, who knows? But I think I think they've got at least one NES game out there that they could really do, and that's of course Metroid. So Metroid uh, and Metroid Two, I think, would be perfect. Oh, I do too. And then, oh, that man, would be can so. You imagine awesome. the fun little clock faces they could do with Metroid. Yes, yes, all of that I'm such stuff. Such a dork. <laughs> you and me both. You and yeah. me both. But uh, yeah, I would love that. The other thing that I wished we'd talked about was the, you know, the what's the next mini system? You know, we've seen mm. NES, Super Nintendo, uh, the Sega Genesis, which I adored, the uh, Turbo Graphics. They're just now coming out with the Amiga. Is that something that interests you? Have you seen that? No, I, you know, I was. I, the Amiga is totally, like a computer, right? It it is. I mean, this this. Uh, I mean, so. I totally was out of the Amiga generation. That just, I had one friend that had an Amiga. All of us were either PC or Apple besides him. And, uh, you know, while it had some really good games and this, the little mini system that's coming out has uh, a working mouse. You can plug in a working keyboard. It has a fake keyboard on the, on the box. But what's really interesting is you don't have to hack it to sideload games. It has a USB port, and they they literally just say right on the box, sideload your own games. And so I think that's pretty impressive, and I definitely think it's going to be... Uh, they, they advertise it as an Amiga 500, but it actually has the processing power of a 1500. So uh, it seems like a powerful little computer mini gaming system. I'd almost buy one just just to see what they were like. But, uh, uh, but for me, it, my wish would be, uh, of course, that they would have come out with a, uh, Nintendo 64 mini system. And for, for a while, there were some really great rumors about it. Yeah. And then after they botched the switch online, uh, N64 stuff. Now I kind of like, well, maybe not, but if it, if they did a hardware-based setup for this emulation and did it well, 
I would absolutely love a little mini N64 sitting next to my Super NES mini and Sega Genesis mini. But uh, so those are so those are some of the uh, leftover wish list things that yeah. I had. Uh, did, was there any other things that we missed for, for from yours? No, no. I will say this is not going to happen. <laughs> Maybe ever. But I would love to see a mini GameCube. Oh, yeah. I think the that GameCube, be... more than any of Nintendo's other systems, except yes. for maybe the Wii U, which is obviously way too recent. But the, the, yeah. the GameCube was like a game that was basically, or a system that was isolated with just banger after banger, but didn't like set the world on fire for some reason. But like, you know, you could easily fill a GameCube with 30 games and still have oh. like still have people mad that they left out beautiful joe or something like you're totally you know, <laughs> luigi's mansion mario sunshine oh. yes. uh, metroid prime of course on the gamecube right. Wind waker twilight princess kirby's Ugh. air ride like it was Man, banger just... after banger on that system and i think a mini system of the gamecube would be oh. really fun you know? it would be and i Mario would, Kart Double I would... Dash. oh man don't yeah. even Oh yeah, and you know, for me, the Star Wars Rogue games. Uh, oh yeah, you know, but Mario Sunshine. Uh, I think I've mentioned before that uh, I had bought a, a GameCube, and uh, I was uh, my sister had just gone through a divorce, and so I was living with them and with my sister and uh, my two nephews at the time. And. Uh, my oldest nephew was just starting to get into video games and uh oh i watched him for days and hours and hours and days of playing mario sunshine i mean he he mastered that game it was incredible like i knew he was going to be better at video games than i ever was at that point because he could just he was just amazing and uh that was one of the few times where I enjoyed watching him play versus more than me playing. You know, I actually enjoyed just sitting back with a beer and watching him just play uh, uh, GameCube. And uh, yes, I, I agree with you. It's not going to happen, but boy, I would love it. I mean, in fact, you've got me thinking I need to go either one, see if my sister still has that GameCube or two, because I ended up leaving it with them because, uh, you know, there's just no way with him in the Mario games. So I was like, yeah, there's just no way I cannot give this to him. And, uh, you know, by that time, other systems were on my mind. But uh, yeah. but if there's one system that, and I don't own a lot of older systems like you do, uh, that is probably one of the few that I would want to go back and buy and pick up some games, you know, some of those classics for, uh, man, just you talking about all those games gets me thinking about it. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Make me spend more money. Uh, The GameCube, the GameCube is, is always going to hold a special place in my heart. Animal crossing, uh, started on the GameCube. So anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, that's good. It did Uh, start on the GameCube. Wow. Well, in America, in, yeah. in Japan, it started on the uh, N64. Uh, Did it really? Oh wow! Yeah. Hmm. It, well, it used the it was the N64, I believe, the disc drive because oh, the disc crazy. drive added a real time clock. Yes, so it did. It, it didn't live a long life, 
on no, the N64, but it, was... but it did technically start there uh, and then was quickly ported to the GameCube with uh, with uh, the Animal Forest Plus or E Plus, maybe is what it was. So called, it was, they added so, the E Reader. Is there a value to go back and? Uh, I'm sure somebody's gone out there and translated the original disc N64 disc one. Is there a value in playing that? Or is there value just to go skip it and go to the GameCube ported version? If you're gonna, if you're thinking about, if you don't have an N64 or a GameCube and you're thinking about buying one in order to play this game, yeah, just just the GameCube is just the way to go. Um, yeah. I have an uh, EverDrive for my N64, which allows the real time clock functions. Oh, and does it? So you could put a patched mod on the or a patched ROM onto the EverDrive, and then hook up the real time clock, and you can play a patched version of Animal Crossing on oh, a real wow. N64. And I so I've done that, cool. and I. I wouldn't say that it is worth spending time on, but I would say gotcha. that the GameCube version is worth spending time on. Absolutely. Um, I just, yeah, you know, sometimes those versions, even if they've been ported and quote improved, sometimes the uniqueness of the original is worth playing. But it sounds like to me that this one really isn't worth the time. It'd be just better to go straight into the, the original Yeah, GameCube yeah, it's, it's fun to see just for a while. Sure. It really, it really did just work on the N64, but it, yeah. like like everything on the N64, it kind of had some performance issues that the right. GameCube just chewed through because it was running a game designed for worse hardware. Yeah. And just, you know, it, it just yeah, and that was the was first great. time Nintendo used an ATI chipset and not their own. That was pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, it was great, actually. But So the okay. other way, that, of course, that you could play either of those is on a PC through, like, an emulation system. So right. Segway, you actually, I think, are the... Um, in, in, of course, you worked at the same place I work. Uh the uh <laughs> so you know the the lingo in the industry is subject matter expert and as yes. me and i would consider you the SME of this episode <laughs> oh boy uh, and this topic of all-in-one launchers launchers um, yes. which to be clear is like basically a front end for a collection of separate emulators right and it's just a way to like make it all easy like it's one single cohesive app but it is actually just launching an, an emulator and loading a game into it for yeah it's loading a you know as we commonly call them cores a lot of times you know mm -hmm. it launches a core in the background that is really just an emulation of like a nintendo or you know based on whatever the game needs so yeah. uh some systems work, you know, two different ways. Some say, you know, you 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 load the core first, then you choose your games. Uh, mm -hmm. Some systems you can literally just load the game and it'll find the core for you and launch. Uh, so it really kind of depends on the setup and how what's easiest for you uh, in a lot of uh, a lot of those systems. Now, uh, uh, here's a here's a question and and we may need to edit this out but i uh do we you know i've heard uh people call retro arch retro arch or retro arc well how would you pronounce it 
I would say retro arch, but I don't know if I'm right or not. I I don't know either. I always have pronounced it retro arch, but I was watching like a couple videos and they pronounced it retro arc, and I thought that was really funny because I was like, wow, to me, it. it I mean, it's spelled arch. Uh, I guess if you wanted to be anyway. So I've seen it both ways. So I'll apologize to our audience in advance if we're wrong. Please write us and let us know what your opinions on this. We'd love to hear from you. But uh, you know, retro arch is probably one of the ones that uh, people uh, would probably first think of uh, as one of these. Uh, multi-systems that comes together. And uh, one of the things that I like about RetroArch is that uh, uh, you can, it's ported to a lot of different systems. So for example, you can run it on your PC, you can run it on Android phones, you can run it on uh, many of the uh, Linux-based uh, portable gaming systems like uh, uh, the Ambernick systems, for example, uh, like the 351 Ambernick uh, series, uh, you could run that. So for simplicity, RetroArch you could use, and it would uh, it would make installing uh, and setting up that particular portable system very simple because you would have basically one installation and then you could download the cores that you want for the games you want to play and you're done uh there's another one uh and I, you know and i i think retroarch is pretty good i i they've had they, they i think they still have some work to do and i hope that they continue to to keep working on it uh but um uh, but I like what I like what they've done, and I hope again. I hope they just continue to move it forward. What's your thoughts on on RetroArch? Do you use it? Do you have a lot of experience? What's your I, kind of thoughts? Yeah. So first, I have to tell you that while you were talking about this, and I was listening, I, I was it. also googling <laughs> how to pronounce RetroArch, yes. and. Basically, it was 50-50 amongst people in forums saying, I say it Arc, I say it Arch. And then wow. one person was like, well, it's based off of Arc Linux, so it's that. And then I went oh. to, I searched, how do you pronounce Arc Linux? And I don't know why I'm changing it now, because the same thing happened when I googled, how do you pronounce Arc Linux? Really? And oh. people... Are back and forth on that one too. Going back and forth, and because I thought it was on. Arch Linux, so that that so to me that would surprise me that again if it's Arch uh, Linux, I've always pronounced it Arch Linux. <laughs> okay, so it sounds like it's Arch Linux. It sounds like it is. Okay, that's so, see, but at least you thank you for validating my question because i was like man maybe this isn't even a valid question to be asking so thank you for validating my insecurity on how to pronounce it so thank I, you whether it, we should, it's really but, bothering me that i don't i still don't you still don't have know, an answer but i yeah. think people are leaning toward <laughs> arch 
Linux, okay. which would mean that since RetroArch is a derivative of Arch Linux. There you go. All right. Well. But anyway. And again, write us. Tell us your reason. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, if you, absolutely. If you, especially if you think it's RetroArch, because <clears throat> clearly at this point, <laughs> I feel justified that at least that, uh, that RetroArch is not a uh, completely wrong way to pronounce it and that I have not, I mean, since, you know, and it wasn't, it's funny because I would have never questioned it until I saw a couple videos, you know, otherwise I'd, I just assumed that was the correct way to pronounce it because I thought you and I had pronounced it that way. And I was like, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So uh, anyway, I have used RetroArch. Yes. Um, one notable thing that I'll, I, I think I'll mention about it. So RetroArch, of course, front end for emulators. You can, yeah. uh, and most of the front end all-in-one launchers will offer this where you can like choose a different backend emulator per game yes. or per system that you prefer. So if you're like, oh, I prefer BSNES because it's more accurate or it offers more features, the features that I want, or if I prefer uh, yes. SNES 9X, then I can choose that as the backend emulator because it's more yes. compatible. Um, right. You know, you can do that. Uh, so that's cool. All Basically, all of them offer that. Uh, but... One thing that I, I think is notable about RetroArch that actually I kind of hate is it used to be like the, the interface used to be based off of the PlayStation 3 yes. where it had the cross media bar and then it, it had the like wave with the sparkles in the background. Um, and then recently they changed it so that the main of course I think you can change it if you want yourself you can load in a different theme but uh the default theme used to be based on the PS3, and then they recently changed it. Now it looks like a Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Uh, which I don't think either of those are good ways to go about <laughs> menus. Uh, they work for their individual systems because they were kind of like built around that. But Agreed. Agreed. I think there are better ways to access emulators. Um uh, yeah, but, I don't know. I, I don't actually have much more to say about RetroArch other than that it like runs on everything. Yeah, like, like I said, yeah, it, they ported it to like, you know, pretty much every system that, you know, that it, you can think of. I mean, it could probably run on my HP printer now that I think about it. But, uh, you know, it's pretty amazing. Uh, all the different systems, you know, Raspberry Pi, of course, uh, has different ways of running RetroArch. You, uh, there's different flavors even of setting it up. Uh, one of the more popular ones, RetroPie, used. Uh, I don't know if it was RetroArch or was it the other one that they would Emulation use? Station is what RetroPie used for a long time. That's what yeah. I was thinking of. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and that's another one. Emulation Station uh, is another. Uh, yeah very very similar to retro arch in a lot of ways so uh i honestly i really don't have a preference i usually kind of go with whatever one's the newest 
and has the most features at the times that I am, say, setting up my newest and latest portable gaming system. As you know, I tend to buy one once a month. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, I kind of just look at the different the different uh, setups that are out there at that point in time and, and go with what, because at this point, so many of them, like you said, use uh, and allow different backend uh emulators and as long as they do that so that i can pick the emulator that i prefer uh, that's the most important factor for me in a lot of these the one that i want to talk about though that's probably the i I find it to be uh interesting and again i would love to hear uh what our audience thinks about this it's it's currently for pc it's called launchbox have you have you used uh, Launchbox before? So I haven't used Launchbox, but I did see it in research for this episode. So yeah, and it looks like the way that I would go if emulators were the thing I regularly messed with. Right, you know, and it's interesting because I used to be so into emulators that. And honestly, my mister has completely sidetracked me. So thank you for that. Uh, but I'm sorry, the misters, but also the I'm mis- not at all. No, you shouldn't be because it's awesome. And, it's really cool. uh, and it's very easy to set up. And, you know, once it's set up and running and you've got your games there, you're golden. And uh, so it's, I'm having much more fun playing the games than set, you know, a lot of times these portable systems half the actually 80 percent of the fun is just setting them up you know you you know and not even playing the games it's just tweaking it getting it to run these games that it shouldn't run or whatever you know that's really the fun of it then i get getting getting the the theme all set up importing the the, the cover art getting the descriptions all of that and they have this perfect image then i'll make a copy of it and store it somewhere safe and then you know and then i'll break it and play with it again but uh but i've gotten away from that because of mister i've just been like hey here's a system that works it does you know hardware level emulation and it's beautiful and And it just basically has just enough of an interface to get you to a game and yes which i think is its beauty it is because you, you we you know no cover art no background videos no background music none of that crap i mean yes for some systems and some setups i totally get that that's cool but for mister it's here's a game now go play it and that's it and and like you said that's the beauty of it uh launchbox is honestly the one thing i will say i have played with it quite a bit and they have two they have a a pay version too and i forget the it has a different name uh premium with big box big box that's what it is big box and uh um honestly there's not a lot of reasons to go to the premium and it's i think it's a subscription service and Uh, i'm just very anti-subscription so the regular license will allow you to use launch box premium and big box forever but you'll be required to renew your license for 15 dollars in order to access new features after one year Ah, so it looks like they don't yeah it looks like they don't stop letting you use it 
buy. So at least you don't have to. Yeah, it's not a. But you have to buy upgrades over, which is like the old ways, like twenty years ago of of how software worked before we moved to subscriptions all the time for everything. Yeah, and I'm fine with that actually, compared to subscription. Yeah, that doesn't seem so bad. No, that you know, subscription is what I really hate. So I'm good for them for not doing it that way. Uh, The one thing I will say about LaunchBox is it has endless endless customizations to the point of where honestly i got lost in in all of it there's so many ways you can do the cover art the the music the background videos the the attraction videos the uh the setup of the emulators and how you want the emulator to run and uh honestly i got so lost in all of that not lost just it's very straightforward it's just that i was like man by the time i got like my super nintendo setup done i was sick of playing with it i was just like you know what i need to walk away from this because it just took so long to dial it in and i know that their goal is kind of they kind of started with like we want to make this simple but i feel like they've kind of gone two different ways you know at first it was simplicity now it's just ultimate customization and so that ultimate customization uh is awesome you can do amazing things with it especially like if you have one of those home arcade setups where you know you've got a full-size arcade or whatever and you want to really customize it uh launchbox is the way to go it's yeah you can really set it up if if i were to be looking into the best way to emulate my games today or to, to, the best way to i don't know i don't even know the best way to describe this if i were going to be messing around with an all-in-one launcher yeah. i feel like launch box would be the thing i do yeah. uh and i feel like it's got like the right split of features for free to to pay yeah. because because all this paid stuff is like, yeah, I could probably mess with that, but also it doesn't look like I need to. So that's it, cool. It, I did a paid. I did a paid for one year, and honestly, I never got to those features. Really, you right, know, it was right. more about just rewarding them. Because you're right, they they've made a great system. You know, this is it's more about my personality than of of getting lost in in yeah, some of yeah. the so many of the tweaks. But they've. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you're going to do a PC system or, and I should, I need to correct myself, they released a version for Android yeah. and it is awesome. So uh, it's Windows and Android, which is like the primary restriction that, it, that this has over something like RetroArch, yes. because so RetroArch runs gonna, on everything. Right. You're not going to be playing this on a uh, Pi. You're not going to be playing this on a portable game system. It's, it's, Except for, except for your fancy new Android fan- tablet things, now yes. basically all run Android, and this would be the thing to run. It would, it would. Uh, if yes, if you have Android and it can, I mean, and it can run this, it's awesome. I even had it set up so that I had all my ROMs on my OneDrive, and it could literally. Uh, so I had the, uh, so I had it on my fancy new phone and my Android phone, and. It was fantastic because I could launch all my games off of my OneDrive, so I didn't have to store them on my local system. And ROMs are so small for most systems that you know it was loading the games immediately. You know there was no delay, and you could package it basically 
so that everything was set up, all my settings, everything was stored on OneDrive. So it made, uh, it made it really easy for me to say, uh, hey, put this on another system, another Android system. I could just basically copy it over and it was ready to go because it was all hitting the same storage on the cloud versus a local install. So uh, again, uh, LaunchBox, if you're doing PC or or Android, it is the way to go. It really is. Just be aware that there's a lot of options and, you know, start small, start basic. And then as you kind of get more experience and there's a lot of great help videos out there, but, uh, you know, I would, I would definitely recommend, you know, start with one emulation system, set it up to what you want and learn all the ins and outs of it then go on, you know, my mistake was, is I tried to do like four of them at, at the same time. And that just became too much. But, uh, but yeah, that's a really good one. Uh, any other ones that you've got that come up to mind? There's one other one that I need to look it up real quick. Yeah. So the RetroArch, which I believe actually does have a Mac option. Uh, I do. Yeah, I think it does. Because it has an option for everything. RetroArch is, of yes. course, compatible with Mac. But the one that I would recommend if you have a Mac is an app called OpenEMU. OpenEMU. Oh. And oh, I'm gonna look that up. it's just an all-in-one launcher for Mac. Oh, I have used this. Yes. And I think it's really good. I... Uh, yes. It's just, you know, people who use Macs will know what I say when I say that there are apps that are clearly designed with the Mac, like, interface language. Exactly. And and, and there are some that aren't. RetroArch is not one <laughs> totally. of them. Right, right. <laughs> and and OpenEMU is. It and, is, very much so. You know, it's got safe state support. It's got controller support. It's got support for all of the emulators you're probably looking for. The look of it has that kind of file manager feel to it. Yes, from exactly. the Mac OS, it looks. Yep. It just, yeah, it feels like it's an extension of the OS, which is what most Mac applications kind of look and feel like. Yeah, and this does that. Yep, um, and so I, I've used that a lot on Mac, and I think it's a really good one. Um, I agree. There's not In a fact, lot to write home yeah. about it, other than that it's like it feels like if Apple were to have made a built-in Mac app for emulating video games, this would be, this is the iTunes it is of emulators. Perfect, perfect description. You know, not iTunes like a lot of people maybe think of from today. Like, I don't know. iTunes isn't even an app anymore. Except for I know, Windows. right? Yeah. But I'm the thinking, iTunes of like 2009, 2010. Yes, yes. Where you mostly <laughs> just drug your CDs into, or your, your files from LimeWire into... Yes. Uh, into iTunes, and then you like had to go copy and paste Google image searches for the album artwork into it. Like that iTunes <laughs> is what OpenEMU is, where you you know you drag your stuff in, and and it actually can go and like iTunes search a database for cover art uh, and stuff like that. Oh no, am I? I can't hear my. I Digimons, think your games are. My, Digimons yeah, my, are going my, nuts. my Digimons are going off. Oh no. They're dying. They're dying. Yeah, I'll I'll uh I'll turn the the beepers off. I did find a Digimon. I'll have to talk to you later about what 
one I should get, but I did find some on, on uh, eBay. I'm going to totally have to get one of these guys. So this is, this is silly. They, they have like bedtimes, but the bedtime changes depending on what like evolution stage they're in. Oh no. And so if you, uh, if you've got, you can have two Digimon on a single device at the same time. And that can pose a problem if one's got a bedtime of 8 o'clock and one's got a bedtime of midnight because you can need to put them to sleep manually and you can do that at any time. They have a three-hour bedtime. Oh, man, nobody's going to care about this. Wow. They have a three-hour bed. But if you... Yeah, so like I have one that fell asleep and one that's uh, awake, and I so I need to go wake the one up that fell asleep. And now that it's after nine, I can put them to sleep, and they'll sleep all the way through the night because it's three hours. It's less than three hours before their their bedtime. <laughs> so, so so how long did they sleep again? What's they'll the they'll sleep until they'll sleep until their wake up time. But if wow. you put them to sleep before their bedtime, they can sleep for three hours. But if they if wow. it's less than three hours from their bedtime, they'll sleep all the way through till their wake up time. Oh, smart! So you just have to make sure it's under the three hours. Yeah. So if they're be- if they if they go to bed at midnight, the- and you put them to sleep at nine, they'll sleep all the way through until their wake up time at, at you know six or seven a.m. or whatever the time is uh but if you put them to bed at eight they'll wake up at 11 and then go to sleep on their own at midnight and then they'll be mad at you because they were they fell asleep out partying or whatever (laughs) right it's it's ridiculous hey you know i like i said i i uh the tamagotchi uh just made a uh, kind of an anniversary set and they made ones for neon genesis evangelion and oh my and uh and that's the one that i showed you i think when you were yeah. here but it was a uh it's cool because you actually get a raisin angel one of the you know the monsters from the series and uh oh it's it they it's really witty how they did it uh but it's really simple it's got three buttons and you know you just basically feed it raise it it has some evolutions to it um, not very complex, but anyway, uh, I wanted to cover one, uh, last, uh, system, uh, uh, that really, I, it's one that I'm actually going to test out here in the near future. And I'll let you guys know what I think about it. Uh, it's called coin ops, which originally was made for the Xbox. It was a super retro gaming front end for the Xbox and they converted it and then just totally rewrote it for the PC. And, uh, uh, it's called uh, coin ops. Next two is the current version. Okay. And I, I remember uh, coin ops cause the original Xbox was like, a was like the, it was like the original homebrew heaven. You know, it really was. It was. Uh, I never had one, but I, uh, uh, one of my bosses at the place we work 
we work at, and this was a million years ago, and he uh, he he had left before you would come on, but he uh, loved the Xbox, and he totally had one of those just decked out with all the homebrew and the game systems, and it was really cool. I was I was tempted to get one. I never ended up doing so, uh, but uh, yeah, it, so coin ops apparently was a really big one and uh on uh uh of course it, you know in a questionably legal sort of way there are uh uh torrents and ncb newsreader files to download uh for basically setting up this uh coin ops next to where you can get all of the uh systems and uh it's, it looks pretty amazing, actually, just the whole menu system. It's very flashy. You know, this is, again, this is all uh, attract mode, pretty stuff. So, uh, like I said, it's going to be my, one of my next projects once I tear myself away from Elden Ring and, um, and my mister. Uh, yeah. I, and it looks like, you know, right now it looks like it's really just PC-based, but... Uh, uh, I'm excited to try it because it's 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 got some uh, really really powerful front end and uh, and there's a lot of it's been pre-made for you so you don't have to go in and and uh, do all the the fancy setup it's already been done for you if you use some of these uh, downloadable yeah. setup systems which is attractive to me because I I'm just I'm, I think I'm finally done with spending so much time. You know, if it's a new gaming portable system, I'll always love doing that. But when it comes to PCs and uh, computer setups, I've really, uh, I've just lost my interest in, in uh, 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 setting up those front ends for those types of uh, systems. You know, there's very specific emulators that I like to play. And I just play those for now and then go on to the next emulator. I will say I am so impressed with both the emulation of the the the, uh, the PS3, the, the mm. updates that are coming out for that are just amazing. The and both current Switch emulators are uh, both came out with some fantastic updates in just the last week. And uh, wow, it's just, I'm just thrilled to see those. As you know, I have that portable Win, Windows GP3 system and being able to play Switch games on that thing at, you know, at least 30 frames per second is pretty amazing, you know. That is crazy. It's, yeah. So anyway, that's one, pretty much One it. last do you have one? front end i do have one last front end to mention and it's it's only in passing because it's sort of cheating and that is mame oh. yes mame, MAME is best. sort of yeah mame is sort of a front end but yeah. it's it's but it's also sort of not so you know it's yeah and mame is a tough one because you know there was another system called mess which was a front end for all systems non-arcade now my understanding, and I, it's I haven't, I I play with the older versions of Mame because when I do Mame, I just want to do arcade games, but now Mess and Mame I believe have merged, and so 
it really is a front end, but it's 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 a very basic and and uh, I think it's pretty basic actually. That's the only word I can think of. Uh, I've never I've never had any interest in trying to use it as a front end except to play arcade games, which you know I I am forever grateful for Mame because of course they were the first to emulate. Sega System 16 games like my favorite Shinobi. And so uh, they brought to life so many wonderful, wonderful arcade games. I just, you know, between them and then the new Techno Parrot uh, that allows me to play some more up to date systems, uh, I'm pretty set up. But but with MESS, I've never, M E S S, I never had any interest in that. It just seemed really. Uh, kind of complex, and maybe it isn't. I just, I just really didn't play with it, and and then once they merged, which I still don't understand how that merge works. So maybe I'll try to research that a little bit. Do you see anything on your fancy Google searches about Mess and Mame? Well, about both of them, mm. or is it that they've merged? Or is Mess, Mess was distributed under the Mame license. Uh, which, like, I don't, I, I don't understand. Mean? Yeah, I don't either. So I don't maybe know. they, maybe they just they, yeah. I'll I'll do some research and, and kind of bring it up because I feel like I should know this and I just I don't. Um, <clears throat> I did want to get back to that. Uh, I did want to say one thing that uh, the Open Emu. Uh, I really liked that system. I wish that that system was available for PC because yeah. it's straightforward. It's simple. It's got some nice, it's got a nice, you know, the cover art and that's all I really need, you know, some yeah. cover art. And, uh, and I do appreciate cover art because there are times where, especially with my memory, I can't remember the name of the game, but I can recognize the cover. So, mm -hmm. you know, absolutely cover art's great. Um, but and it's just yeah it's just a very clean Mac OS environment and they they did a great job anytime I've had a, a Mac system that's what that has been my go-to I I haven't used a Mac in a while in all honesty uh, but uh, so I'm really glad that you thought of that and brought that one up thank you for yeah, doing that yeah that's that's, that's the a one. Good one all right so that was our meandering chat about all-in-one launchers. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of yeah, it was kind but, of. But but that's all, all right. That's, that's how we do, you know, here at it uh, is. Resolutions. It is. Um, so thanks for listening. Uh, as always, you can uh, catch us at Retro Resolutions or Retro Res Pod. Sorry, Retro Res Pod at gmail.com gmail.com and yes, please. We've got a, we had a lot of questions out there for you today, so we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, uh, and um, you can sometimes find me streaming at Twitch, although it's it's relatively infrequently, but twitch.tv slash press left. Uh, sometimes I'll stream a game or two. Uh, I now have two misters, so. Yes, you do. Because uh, I fixed Matt's. Oh, man, that's okay. You know what? We're going to add. This is going to be post-show. Have you have you played the CRT? Uh, at all yes. Yet? I did. How, what do you and, think? Uh, it's awesome. It, uh, I've just done it uh, using a Raspberry Pi. Um, 
because I love my mister connected to my TV just yeah. so much that I just really, I wanted to have that CRT have its own system, which is what it does. You know, it's totally, got, and it's got, you know, I've got everything from arcade to all the individual systems on that Raspberry no, Pi. That's a great so, way to go. And it, 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 it's a blast. I, I just, I, I'm so impressed with how you fixed it. Even the basil, I think looks bezel looks really good. So, uh, you did a good job. Oh, thank I you. I could probably paint it a little bit, but beyond that, man, it's awesome. So thank you for fixing that up for me. And yeah, I am the proud owner of a Sony CRT and it's the perfect size for my apartment. And, uh, it felt good. It, I mean, it's amazing how going back to that just brought me back to my childhood, you know, because I, you know, yeah. I, remember, I remember all that, you know, the, the, just even the power up of a yeah, CRT the, brought, yeah, yeah just yeah. brought back the memories, you know, the crackle so, of the turning crackle, it off, turning yeah. it off when the, when the static, and you know, the, on the screen, the D-Gauze yeah. button and yeah, everything. Yeah. Oh, it's just, it's really, it's fun. all, and, and I, it feels like anyone who doesn't get it just really doesn't get it because, right, because right. It, it, like it, it, it's like a time machine when you use an old piece of technology it really is and and so uh, i'm really glad that uh that we were able to work that out because um oh me too you know i knew yeah, you, that was you a wanted great to yeah i think so it worked out really well Thank i was you. really i was sweating about this mister i was like this could this trade could go really bad for me which is fine because <laughs> now it went really well for me i'm pretty happy with it but good I'm I, glad. well and we would have worked out something else if it didn't. no 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 I, that's the but, gamble you I'm, take but i i managed to fix i'm so proud of and... you that you got it fixed yeah so uh, for those of you who don't know i had i had gotten the mister board and the person I had purchased it from had damaged the USB uh, output or the, input. The, just the, the micro USB port. The for, micro, the, yeah. the, the one port that you absolutely have to have to control the thing broken. And uh, so I was pretty heartbroken myself. And we had to, I had to buy an all new, just that board, but it's of course the most expensive piece of the unit. And, right. Uh, it, it is the, the it's like the board. mister in fact you can actually technically run the mister with just, just that, off board. that board yeah um you, you can only run you can only run pc engine and genesis which i did for a little bit because i only had one oh really ram, i only had run one ram stick i just got <laughs> the other one a couple days ago did you get another one? Oh, wow. i did i did so now i have two That's fully great. fully loaded misters uh and yeah, so the the I, I had to desolder, which was quite difficult actually. The micro USB port that was busted, and then I had a new micro USB port that like wasn't quite the right like demand like the the I don't know, it didn't fit the 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 like uh, what do you call it? So there's like the pins need to go for data need to go those soldered on. And and that was those those are in the same spots. So that wasn't a problem. It was the the anchors basically weren't mm. in the same spot. And and maybe I ordered the wrong part. Maybe it's just you know how it went. Yeah. But I managed to anchor it. Wow. Managed to get it after some trial and error. Managed to get the the pins connected. 
and then what I actually did was I put it in my 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 fancy looking sandwich. I put it in that with my USB board so that it was like not wow. going anywhere. So it'll never move. Good. Good. And Good. uh Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So I took I traded my repaired CRT. Yes. Uh and traded it for Matt's broken mister. That's right. And and you and, you and your mad soldering skills, which that would I mean soldering scares me to death but that just not i just there's just no way i could have even thought about doing that yeah so it worked it was good uh speaking of which i do have a very small soldering project that'll be super easy for you to do okay Uh, um next time you come over can you your soldering thing is pretty portable yeah yeah so uh basically i have a uh one of my record players the the wiring to the needle uh needs to be resoldered and there's four okay. wires and that's it just needs to get soldered you, you know very basic you know one two three four they just need to the wiring just needs to get soldered to the to the to the needle or the 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 needle casing i guess okay Okay. I'll yeah, send I'll you a picture. A yeah, for sure. But, but it's it's pretty easy. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we, we traded across. Matt now has a CRT. He gets to experience I, a, I get the to CRT. Experience. And I'm so uh, glad I did, but I'll tell you one thing. In a way, uh I you know, I think they've come a long way with the CRT emulation systems or whatever you uh-huh. want to call that. But they're still so far away from the. They're real. so far. It's it's just, it's truly difficult to describe how it, it is different. It is. You, it you is. Can't you can't understand until you see it side by see side. It. Yes. That like a CRT is truly a different look. It is, that, yeah. and and it makes the games look in in so many ways better because of the because of the deficiency of a CRT it yeah. makes the game and, look and better. in some ways they're like brighter they're they brighter like a better contrast sometimes of, even better color yeah. you know it's yeah. like uh, it it is but it playing on it really made me realize I was like wow I thought you I thought I was crazy no, I didn't think you were crazy. <laughs> Not at all. I mean, yeah. I'd always respected your CRT yeah. craziness. I mean, yeah. I, I've always thought you were crazy, but I knew yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you in a good way for CRTs. But uh, I I didn't realize how far we were away from emulating that true feel of, yeah. you know, because uh, there have been a leaps and bounds. There have been oh, improvement yeah. to emulating what a crt looks like and all that for anything from the mister to you know any of the uh many many of the emulation systems that are out there but when you get to a crt and play it uh and and you know and i was thinking about this just as you said you were talking is that there are generations now that have never seen or played a crt yeah you know uh, yeah, I bet you the first just, time my kids ever saw a CRT was in my here. office. Right that's here, right. Yeah. yeah. Which, uh, yeah, is uh, just, <laughs> for those listening to the post show, it makes sense. 
yeah. in context, but I'm not going to explain it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, but it does. Yeah, but it's still, it's like, uh, yeah, I bet your kids never had seen a CRT. And it's like, uh, wow, I just, that just, I, that just kind of blows me away. Yeah, I'll bet, you, I'll bet you there's there's my kids' friends at school. Yeah. Never seen, have never seen a CRT in action. CRT. I'll bet you that's totally yeah. possible. Yep. Uh, Unless they're lucky and still have those old carts with the VCR and the No, the TV although, carts. okay, so at my kids' school, um, we, we went in at the beginning of the year to, like, see their classrooms or whatever. Yeah, kind of and, an orientation walked, kind of thing. Yeah, I, like, walked by one in like a music room or something and i'd seen in the corner like you know on the on the little arms they used to put the crts on like a like a well-regarded model of crt a jvc d series wow and uh i almost like i thought multiple times about messaging maybe see if you could buy it like hey yeah well no just being like hey you don't need this old tv what if i just yeah. bought you i'll take it off your hands i'll buy you a comparable yeah replacement lcd, LCD. to go in <laughs> yeah. there and that'll be i'll be doing you a favor and yeah. i just take the the d series yeah. which is true they would probably be like what are they gonna do with it i but, bet um, i bet they would totally take you up on that offer but i i'm pretty happy with my crt situation um, yeah you've got a good how many do you have total now well i have three that i use and there there is one in my garage that i don't use and my wife desperately wants me to get rid of it but <laughs> it is big and i don't want it to go to the dump Oh, that's so hard. Because every so CRT hard. that goes into the dump it's is, one less, is one less in the world. Yeah. And there's no you can't there's no undo button for that. Yeah. So. No. Yeah, now that now that nobody makes them, it's like yeah. uh yeah, I'm so I'm so I am very proud to be a CRT owner and I really this unit is just again perfect for for my needs and yeah i'm gonna be like so how do you have how do you what what what, uh what is the connection method that you've got going from this raspberry pi right now it's i'm using the svhs with a converter okay so 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 how will yeah how does it go out from the raspberry pi and it goes out from the raspberry pi from hdmi because that's all it has Mm -hmm. and then the hdmi goes into a converter to svhs and then i've got the svh plug because there's an svhs whatever that plug is called but it's you know i think of it as svhs because i had one Um, it's most commonly as video but technically as video video. is is a format and that plug is called a mini din mini din yes yeah and it and uh uh i was a little hesitant because the converter was just a random amazon purchase Uh, it might introduce some latency but you know what so far well you know and 
the it's not going to be any more latency probably than you're already used to. <laughs> that's what I was going to say is like, because I'm using the Raspberry Pi, I'm expecting latency. Uh -huh. uh, but the colors and the video have been solid. So, yeah. you know, good, you know. So I bet you, I'll have to do I'm some happy. research. I'll bet you there's a way for you to go out. Like maybe, like maybe using the GPIO pins. I'll bet you there's a way to do like a VGA. That's what I've been trying to maybe do out like is... an RGB. Because if you could do an RGBs, I would that'd love be really to cool. do that. It would. And I, if you see anything, or you know, I'll happily buy a converter or cables to do that. But uh, I've been researching it. Like I think I even asked you, what is this actually called? The DB18 or whatever. And oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was re so. and that was my the reason I was asking about that. I was just like, because I do think that that would be a better if I could get HDMI to that. I think would be a much better way of doing it. Um, uh, so we'll see. So that's a whole other topic we could talk about. Is just yeah. you know what connections are you using on your you know LCDs and versus your CRTs and all of that. It's kind of crazy. Oh yeah, I mean, there's there's all sorts of options. The other thing you could have done, and this is not would this would not necessarily be advisable, is I believe that the or at least certain models of the Raspberry Pi could do composite video out of the uh, headphone jack. Yeah, there was like yeah, it was, and then it was like a yeah, it was an older, but the unfortunately the version of that was. Uh, it's not like just the Raspberry Pi one. Yeah, yeah and it's okay. nasty. It's just it's ancient by even raspberry pi standards you know yeah um, so just too old to be able to emulate modern any of the newer 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 systems i shouldn't say modern because they're still not modern okay so the the but, way to go re retro rgb has an article about raspberry pi 240p analog output uh, and uh it would require some soldering <laughs> Ugh. Uh, RGB SCART. There's there's some options. Ooh, um, HD fifteen D sub connector. Uh, so is it a fifteen or an eighteen? I didn't find much on eighteen. Fifteen, I found a bunch of stuff. HD fifteen D sub. Is that's yeah. what it is? Okay. Yeah, which is that's the VGA connector yeah, is the, is the VGA looking connector. Yeah. Because uh... if I could use that, that's what that would definitely be what I want to do is if I could go HDMI to that. I would There's the RetroTink Ultimate, which is probably three hundred bucks. Ugh. Uh, I don't know how much it is, but it's not in stock. Okay. Wow. Well, keep me posted uh, if yeah, you see yeah, anything. Yeah, there's, there's options. You, and we'll find, yeah, we'll have to think of it. Because, yeah, the SVHS right now is a temporary solution, but it works. But I would definitely prefer, uh, I think the bright, I think the Chroma is a little, you know, SVHS, the Chroma wasn't really improved uh, yeah. versus a regular input, the RCA the inputs and stuff. Yeah. Well, it is a little not a ton but it, it's it's the uh it's the clarity of the image that's mm. dramatically improved composite to yes to agreed video. yeah that for sure 
the best thing is RGB and either S or HV because it separates all of the signals out. And so uh, you don't actually have to do any chroma adjustments because chroma is included as part of the signals. So it like the like literally if you have RGBS, the mm -hmm. the chroma button or the chroma knob on the thing doesn't do anything because it, yeah, it's it's bypassing it's, that circuit. Yeah. yeah. So nice. uh, that's pretty cool. Um, that is cool. Yeah, there's I could I could go on and on about this, but yeah, I'm I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, totally. Yeah. I absolutely. do think. I mean, I'm putting it in my will so that this thing does not get thrown away when I die. Oh, you know please, what I'm saying? Please, please. Like, I, I you know, like put it in your will this, and send it back to me. I don't. Whatever. I would I, yeah. exactly like it'll be Dylan first, my nephews, whatever. But yeah, who yeah, will take it and not go into the dump? I will take yeah, it back. I, you know, whatever. Um, I would, you know, and whether you, whether you know, you keep it or give it to somebody, I know that you'll at least do right by it and not yeah you know, I, not send it i mean i don't i don't need to have it back i've got one that's just as sure, good sure. but yeah in I fact you have one better right yes technically i do think there's some yeah it's got a higher tv line count which is which good i'm actually glad you got me this one because i wanted one that was like what I remember CRTs being, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I didn't so, have a fancy CRT when I was a kid. There's, yeah. there's some charm to yours being a lower count. Yes. That I, I miss out on, on the one that I have that's identical, but has a higher TV line count. But, mm. uh, I've got other displays that can give me that same charm. So it's, and it's I was okay. going to say, yeah, I think it's cool that you've got a mix of, uh, different resolutions that you can use yeah. based on your different CRT. So I think that's awesome. Right. Yeah. I'm glad that you do have that set up versus where for me, you know, I, you know, I can see the, like you said, the charm or the advanced technology of the higher resolution, either one I would have been fine with. I wouldn't really, you know, yeah. Think, and, and yours you know, has less purity issues than mine has. So it's like, <laughs> you know really it's fine yeah mine's got some like discolored corners which probably like if i rotated 180 degrees would be fine, fine. just because that's how the crts are <laughs> but mm -hmm. uh yeah there's like mine could use and you some could work. rotate it and then just tell the system to rotate no no, no. i mean it, like right? i need to turn it around so it's instead of facing east to west it's facing north to south or something and that could fix oh it. really yes wow so I had no clue that's amazing because magnets and Earth's geomagnetic field yes, is the whole thing. Oh, and, um, the other thing, the true way to fix it is a, an idea, I need to get a degaussing coil. And I need Ooh. to degauss it in a in a bigger... Wow. And I don't want to do that. It's a whole thing. So, wow. Yeah, that's where... That's where yours, I, yours, I think, is a specced absolutely it's like spot on and and that's why i didn't feel bad doing a trade for something oh, you no. maybe didn't because because i was like oh no. yours this is a really good quality like if you wanted to yeah. sell it you could probably get to 250 for it on ebay no oh, problem yeah. so oh i'm sure but yeah i'm not gonna sell it <laughs> yeah because it's well, a and it'll like, only get more valuable over time as sure 
I know, you isn't know? that scary? Oh, that just kind of blows my mind that yeah. it's like these are the this is the last of the last, you know. And uh, but yeah, I am very happy that. Uh, Good. I'm glad. I'm really glad. You, I was a little bit worried you'd feel like I like oh. fixed your mister and pulled no. one on you. So. No. Oh no. In fact, I I you know. Of course, my hope was that you would fix it and be able to use it or sell it or whatever. But it was like, because I, I mean, it had been sitting on my bookshelf for, you know, months. You know, there's nothing yeah. I was going to do with it except That's sell fair. it. And I would much rather have a CRT for sure. Even yeah. if I use that CRT once a month, it's already paid for itself, you know. Yeah, I thought months. about selling this spare mister. And then I was like, but. Nah. <laughs> I, I'm so proud of you. I'm you know? so proud of you. Yeah. You know? I'm so, I love it. I love that you're keeping it. And yeah. I think that's I, awesome. It's just, I so, mean, you've got it. Why not? I mean, yeah. it's, if you needed the money, of course, sell it. But if you don't need the money. Exactly. Uh, and now I just, I have it. a mister that's permanently plugged into my CRTs and a mister that's, that's permanently so cool. on my desk. And See, that's what I wish I could do is, yeah. you know, it, I was really torn with like, oh, I want to put it on the CRT, but then, you know, most of my gaming is in the living room and on the big TV, and the Mister just looks so awesome, you know, running on that big TV that yeah. I was like, ah, that's where it's going to stay. But when I'm listening to records and stuff in my in my listening room, uh, it's great to be able to flip on that CRT and play a couple games while I'm listening to my music. You know, it's pretty oh, awesome. Yeah. So. Um, all right. Well, we should wrap up because I got a couple questions for you. I need to ask you after. Oh, our yeah, and I'm, I'm I'm getting tired, so I know we'll, you. We'll are. end this post show, uh, everyone. But yeah, this is kind outro, of what we so. what we talk about in our in our normal post. So yeah, you know, obviously some bonus content. We should it's we should bonus put this, content. This, this yeah. should be the the Patreon episode that, uh, that <laughs> yes. we sell. If you That's right. this is a sneak peek. If we ever start a Patreon and we start putting some <laughs> right. of the episodes behind a paywall, this is the kind of content you can. This look is what you would get. <laughs> and it would probably scare you away from ever helping us in a Patreon sort of way. So, so anyway, thanks for listening, anyone who listens. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, and we will see you next time.